We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Wednesday, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you this morning. Ole Miss basketball last night. Played well. Lost 69-61 to Texas A&M at the Pavilion. One regular season game remaining, that is in Como on Saturday to face the Missouri Tigers across campus. Ole Miss baseball with a four o'clock start yesterday falls to La Tech six to five, and frankly, kind of a weird game. We'll get into uh, get into those things. Talk some more coaches. Talk some uh, college ball realignment. I promised you guys I'd be a little more educated on the Florida State thing today. So that and more coming up on the show. A show brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Blue Sky, you know now to uh, get a chance to win four box seats to the series finale of every home baseball series this season. There's several of those, including one next weekend against the Purdue Boilermakers. You tweet at the Oxford Exxon, tag them, at Oxford Exxon. You use the hashtag RebelReady. Say whatever you want to. You have a chance to uh, to win those box seats to the series finale this season with Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon. Lunch specials, hot case, and plenty more. You can get 49-cent fill-ups on your beverage of choice as well. So all that stuff's going on. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He will send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours, right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop your quote around. You can do what I've done four times now, what I recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Great products, great service. Corey and the people at Clark Ford want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Our guest will join on the myperfectfranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify, Andy Ludicky can help you. He owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. Got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or call Andy 
anytime at 404-973-9901. I know you have not been a big proponent of eating out here in the last bit for multiple reasons. Um, But when you did, I saw a little dust up on the internet because of uh, Joe and Jill Biden. Did you ever have an issue ordering the same thing as the person you were with? Does that bother you in any any way? Do you have that weird like psychosis that some people have? No. Do you not? No. I'll avoid it, but I kind of do. Like I have, I have, I, look, I'm weak minded. I will admit it. If somebody orders the exact thing I was probably ordering, I will change my order occasionally. Wow. Or I haven't. I, I, I don't know. It's like a thing some people have, and I, I, I have to almost fight against it. And it's not that like I'm big but, on but sharing sitting, plates. It's like some si- people do it because hey, I want to try some other stuff. You get that, I'll get that, and we'll okay. pick off plates. Sure. But even if it's just one entree, sometimes I'll be like, oh, if you're gonna do that, I'll get this or what. I, I don't know. I have a weird thing about ordering the exact same thing as somebody but if, else. But if you have people over to your house for dinner, everyone eats the same thing. You do. So if you're at St. Leo, for example, yeah, and you're like all day going, you know what? I think I'm going to get the pizza, the Sopracetta and Burrata pizza or whatever. And then someone next to you goes, I'm going to get that. You scramble right away and go, go audible, auto Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> Give me just one second. I'll have the roasted chicken, even though all day long I was going to have pizza. Why is that? Because the person I, next to you is, is consuming I've pizza. I've done it to the point of even scheming sometimes of letting everybody know what I'm getting so then they have to choose what I'm ordering or make sure you order first. Okay. Because then like, oh, well, you did it. That's cool. But but typically if you're at a table, I, I know, I know, I know. You, you want the ladies I, to order first because that's the way we were raised. I get it. Look, I never said I wasn't weird, okay? But it, 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 Look, it's... I, I can... <laughs> I can never call another person weird and would never. I mean, I have so many idiosyncrasies that no. Yeah, Grind says same, said he does it too. See, and I'm with Ginger. If I if I've gone all day <laughs> if I've gone all day and I'm hey man, I'm gonna have this pizza. That's what I'm looking forward to. Like I got yeah, did you know where you're going? And I like, got, hey, I'm because for me, like like we went to St. Leo for Laura's birthday recently, yeah, and sure. I knew I wanted pizza. Okay, and so I that day on the treadmill, I'm like, okay, look, <laughs> let's 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 go ahead and deal with this mentally right now. Let's do two things because you're going to have pizza and you're going to have the calorie thing in your mind. So let's kill it right now. And so I ran a little extra. I didn't eat lunch. The whole deal, right? So that night in my mind, I've got it all balanced, and that makes me weird as hell. I get it, but in my mind, it, it balanced it out. But if I had said, because Laura ordered a pizza, if I'd said, nope, can't have pizza now, it would have screwed my whole day. I would have been like, well, what do I do now? Yeah, you aren't going to go, you know what? The chopped salad's fantastic. Throw some chicken on it. Yeah, we'll no, call no. call it a day. No, of course not. Like, I didn't want pasta that night. I wanted pizza. I've been watching this thing on Netflix. <laughs> it's like Iron Chef pizza or something. It's like in Italy, and they're all over the place with creative pizza was, i'm proud of you because even if you did have to have ginger said give yourself a pep talk you you ordered pizza i did it was good i a did step in the right direction well i mean i i, I knew what was coming at seven yeah, o'clock tolerly, i absolutely will not order the same thing as someone else at the table i i, I grind I, if we we're gonna eat the same thing we could have just cooked this, this is prevalent i mean i <laughs> i get it but i don't So if you go to a, okay, 
Go ahead. If you go to a steakhouse, is that different? For whatever reason, that's different. <laughs> okay. Well, especially if you're going to a nice steakhouse because you're getting family sides. Okay. So, like, yeah, you want the filet. I want the filet. I mean, like, strip, filet, whatever. Okay. Cool. All right. You go to a place in New Orleans. You like New Orleans a lot. Yeah. You've had all day long you you were going to do the char-grilled oysters. And the person next to you orders that. You you audible there, even though that's not something you can get routinely here? Maybe you order them as your app. Then you order a different main course. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I Look, I'm, I'm trying to fight against uh, uh, it. I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying to improve. but I, I can't it, criticize. Even if I don't necessarily follow through and I do order the same thing, I have to mentally get there. Like for the, the, my urge in my head is, oh well, okay, I'll do this. Are you like that with like a cocktail? If if in your mind, for example, let's say you're you're going to have a Manhattan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're like all day. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to start this dinner tonight. I'm going to have a Manhattan. I love the Manhattan. I'm not choosing a Manhattan. Has pulled it out of thin air. If the person next to you says, you know, I'll have a Manhattan. Do you go? Okay, that's it. I got to have an old fashioned now. No. Cocktail doesn't matter. So it's, and, and and here's the thing, and this is where I get really screwed up because regular size Ben has a good question. I, I, a lot of Fridays, I have the same lunch with the same person or people, and we all order the special. So that's different for whatever reason because it's like, okay, I know I'm going for this purpose for the special. I, I, I again, yeah, that, that, there's I, a lot there. I, I, there's I a lot know. there. I was up late last night, so this is this is my this is putting my brain in a pretzel. Yeah, humans are complicated, as Sammy says. I no doubt about that. Lunch even feels a little different than dinner. There's something about dinner, and it's a little more of an event. Like you've probably looked at the menu because at lunch, like how often are you going to lunch? You're going, hey, I really need to scan the menu and make sure I get the perfect. Hey, just order something. It's lunch. Okay, fine. Okay, that's different necessarily than hey, you look forward to dinner more than you look forward to lunch. Lunch is more of a machination. Dinner's more of an event. Yeah. I, I've told you this. I think environment and people you're with enhances the food to where that's what you actually remember from memorable dinners more than the actual meal. Sure. I mean, sure, you've had great food, but mm-hmm. on the average, you're remembering people in place more than you are the meal for the most part. I think so. If you have a phenomenal time with the people you're with and the atmosphere is good or whatever you're trying to get out of it on that day. Sure. The cocktail. I'll remember a cocktail before a meal. Hey, that cocktail was fantastic. I will too. I mean, it's part of yeah. the problem. But yeah. <laughs> What'd you have for dinner? Wine. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, look, Neil's right. I, I'm I'm taking the ale here. It's just No, it's not it, an L. It, it, it's 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 just a no, it's not it's it's like me and the if I know I'm gonna have pizza that night, I've got to prepare myself mentally all day so that the next day I'm not punishing myself. That's Frankly, that's a W, like Ginger said. I'll, I'll claim the W. Yeah, sure. That's understanding, okay, this is who I am. So how do we manage that? How do I? Yeah, I have a mental illness here, so how, do, how the hell do I deal with it? As okay. opposed to ignoring it, and then the next day, I'm miserable all day long because I ate a piece of pizza, which is stupid, but so you overcome it. You yeah. pre-prep it. I do agree. I, I love a dinner party. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things. Long dinners are some of my favorite things. There's no doubt about that. I can. Depends on... Again, got to be the right people. It's got to be the right people, and it's got to be... 
I don't like it when it turns into a two-hour conversation about football. Oh well, sure. I don't. I don't yeah, like, yeah. No, it's got to be. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be the right group where right, you know right. you're doing right. I'm also an 87 year old man, so it can't go to 10:30 either. I'll, I will get tired, especially if I had a couple cocktails. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nod over at some point. I put my head on the pillow a little after midnight last night. The well, the game, game was at eight. The, the game went long. The press conference went long because I asked a question, and then I tried to come back and write, and I was hungry. Carson had a banquet last night, so. My night got weird, and I didn't eat at the banquet because I was like, I, I don't. If I eat that, I'm not going to be happy with myself. And so, I ended up doing the opposite. I ate healthy, but it was at eleven fifteen at night, which is not particularly healthy. It's going to cause a long fast if you ate at eleven fifteen because got to get the hours in today. Yeah, where that's going to be a problem. Yeah, so today's going to be like five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so stupid. <laughs> the mental energy. Jeez, I know. I know. Uh, I love right. when people are like, well, just don't do it. Just don't think if like that. If it were that. that easy. Oh, okay. I'll just stop thinking like that. That's easy. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, with any vice or di- just don't do it. Okay, cool. Thanks. It's yeah. over. Okay. Awesome. Oh, thanks. You should go into counseling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, sorry, I saw that and I thought, oh God, I'm 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 yeah, hundred percent. I'm kind of in this and I can't help it. <laughs> Um, start here because otherwise I'm not, I'm going to forget to come back to it. Uh, baseball loses six, five last night to lie tag or yesterday afternoon game time moved to three today for anybody who missed that. The rain is very iffy. We'll see if they get this game in my, my hunch is Mike's going to be doing a rain dance sometime around noon today, but, um, I don't like their chances. It's, it's, it looks like they might get like five innings in, which is like the worst nightmare for everyone involved. Um, but whatever it's been moved to three. Uh, they lose six, five last night. I, I thought it was a as much as a midweek game in February could be because it's February 28th. So I'm going to keep that in that context. I watched here. some of it. I actually Mike was pissed after innings. the game. Why? On how they played, and he I understand what he was doing to the point that he and I kind of had a conversation about it with my first question last night was because he didn't expect me to go the route I went. I walked up to him and I said, basically, essentially, you guys left runners everywhere. That's that's the problem because Ole Miss stranded 12 runners over the first six innings last night. Yeah. They left 13 total. They never got the big hit. They went 1-1-1-1 the first four innings. Should have had at least six, seven runs. Put the game away, and that would have been that. Uh-huh. La Tech has a five-run inning in the fifth. The pitcher for Ole Miss, JT Quinn, had a perfect game going into the fifth. He retired the first 13 he faced. He got tired. He got tired. Mike admitted we try, we got – we got pitching issues. We are trying to stretch one more inning. It mm-hmm. bit us. They brought in somebody who had not pitched yet at the college level. Latte hit a ball out of the ballpark, a former LSU kid. Yeah. Just that shit he put, he put a hell of a swing on that he ball, did. by the I way. I mean, yeah. it, it, it happens. It is sure. what it is. But sure. I want to talk offense, and he was frustrated with their focus and the pitching last night. Two things in different ways. Sure. He was really mad about Ethan Groff in the first inning not going home on a ground ball to first base to score a run there, to get another run, whatever. They made a couple base running errors. They had a couple snafus. He just thought focus cost them a couple runs, even without the big hit that they would have won the game had they been locked into it. And then two, he has a pitching problem, so his mind is on pitching. He's just trying to figure out how to get 45 innings this week. So he 
he trusts the offense, so he didn't really want to talk about the offense, even though the offense was the issue that was going on. You know, I read your story, um, and it made me think of something I'd read. So obviously, this is people. I'm, I'm not about to go into a Cub thing. I promise them. I'm, I'm going somewhere back to Ole Miss. I was reading something earlier in the day. The Cubs outfielder Seiya Suzuki has a core issue, okay, and he's going to almost certainly miss Opening Day, and he might miss the first month of the season. And there was a story that was written about. So here's how that works, right? This team that doesn't have a lot of depth suddenly has is having to use the depth in the starting lineup, which means that you're bringing up other people to be the depth. And it's not that it it's not like okay, Suzuki's out, here's this gaping wound. It's not like that. It's it's like Suzuki's out. Here's where all these other things start to bubble up and mm-hmm. I read your story about Ole Miss and that's what it is. It's it's not that it's not that yesterday not having Hunter Elliott and Mallets and um, Maddox, it's not like that's what cost you the Louisiana Tech game. No, not really. But not having those guys impacted his thinking in the fifth inning. Because he's trying to win three games this weekend. Because he's trying to get to the weekend. He knows he's got eight games in 10 days or whatever it is. and, And he's got all these innings that he has to consume somehow, some way. And... Not having those guys available means that, obviously, the the guys at the bottom are now higher up, and there are new guys at the bottom, and it impacts you over time. It's not like, it's not like, it's not like in football where Justin Herbert goes down for the Chargers, and it's like, okay, well they're screwed. It's a slower drip, 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 kind of thing. And so it magnifies, and this is where he has to be careful, it magnifies the, oh, God, we have to get that run in. We have to. Yes. And, okay, so now i got to press. Well, that happened last year. Their pitching was bad, and, by God, the offense just had to score constantly. The offense got tight. And then late in the season, when the pitching got good and the offense relaxed, all of a sudden they were a rolling ball of butcher knives offensively at the plate. So you have to be really careful with the mental part of, hey, our pitching's not what we thought it was going to be because of injuries, so now we've got to score 20 runs a game, which is hard to do. And before you know it, you're kind of pressing a little bit. Well, I mean, you saw that. The the best example of that is you hope Anthony Clarko doesn't go there. He goes three for five last night, has a really good day. When I walked up to him, I said something. He goes, I really left guys out there on that third and fifth at bat. It's like, dude, it's baseball. Like, you can't get there in your head where – We've talked about this. You Base- went three for five. Good ba- day. Baseball is a game where the failure is absolutely inevitable. You will fail in baseball. Yeah. And it was just – And so you can't let the failure – build well no because i mean he goes to mason nichols late in that game yesterday and i kind of had a little bit of mind pretzel in my head and went i get it's only a one-run game but would i have burned an inning of mason nichols right there i mean you got 45 of them to get you're down i don't know i don't know that i'd have done that like that's what you're talking about like you can't even go to certain relievers because you go, i can't do that right now I, I can't waste them in this game with this situation as is they're throwing a ton of freshmen, a ton of new guys that are trying to figure it out. LaTeX a good baseball team. I mean, it was and, just... And they're dialed in because they're playing the defending national yes. champions. Yeah. Again, last night, it's their loud, Super Bowl. running it's, around. It's it your was, Super Bowl, sure. And it was like, okay. Um, you So you've got to find a way to answer that energy week after week, day after day, and that's hard. That's what Alabama football does so well. Oh. Every week. 
You, oh, you're, you're getting this. It's the every part week. of Nick Saban that he doesn't get the credit for. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean, Ole Miss mentioned that a couple of the players last night said, "Yeah, they're over there, kind of running around and yelling." It's mm-hmm. we're, we're a sleepy Tuesday, and it's like, oh, not to them. This was a Tuesday they had circled on the calendar. I, there were people from Ruston who came up oh, and really? made the trip. Yeah, I saw their like on social media and stuff. Really? Yeah, they're coming up. You know, it's hey, we're gonna play the national champs. Yeah. And a lot of the dudes that are pitching right now aren't national champs. No, no. They're just wearing the uniform. <laughs> they were at prom last year. Yeah. And so it's complicated. And it's early. And if you look around the country, uh, you see this. Look around the SEC. I mm-hmm. did some of this last night at the baseball game. I was just kind of basketball game. I read about a few SEC baseball teams just a little bit because I'm like, I need to get myself going here because the league play is going to start and I need to get familiarized. And there's a bunch of schools in the league that are dealing with this a little bit. Got to, got to, kind of have some older players who are off to bad starts. Uh, have some pitching issues. Uh, there's multiple schools that have lost aces, mm-hmm. and this depth thing is creeping up. And they're like, "We got to figure this out." And got to, hey, we got to get this freshman pitching. And just Ole Miss isn't alone, is my point. No, no, and, no, and, no, and no, no, no. The game yesterday, the game itself, it will not matter yeah, at all. Whatever the. The ability to kind of fix what they're dealing with, though, is what's going to be. Yeah, Mike important. was mad because, and again, it's putting pressure on the offense. They just can't give away runs because of lack of focus or a mental lapse or whatever it is you want to put that on right now. And they're throwing another freshman today. I mean, Jordan Vera has not thrown but like an inning all season. He gets to start today. I'm assuming it's some Johnny Holstaff. And Mike knows he's just throwing everybody to not use anybody up. Yeah. Um, frankly, again, rain wouldn't be the worst thing for the Rebels right now to get to the weekend and see how that goes um play pine buff down the road instead of tech yeah it just yeah just deal with it mm-hmm. um yeah because i mean look rpi is not going to be a problem oh with no, that no. sec schedule no, and no, play in no, maryland five no, times or whatever no, the hell it is no. i mean it's it's gonna be all right it's again the 30 games that are really going to be judged haven't started yet yeah, the cold had a weird deal too with Schlossnagel. He, he he got along his own guys a little yesterday. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that at the end if I have time or tomorrow. Either way, but anyway, let's turn to ba- basketball. After the only the, team uh, in the league that's really off to like some super hot. Oh my God, start Alabama, right? They've been good. Yeah, yeah. And LSU's only lost once. Yeah, I would beat them the other day. LSU. They good. dominated Texas last night defensively and on the mound. They won three nothing. LSU's good. They're very good. They're really good. Yeah. Calvin Harris had one hell of a weekend and was clearly the third best player in the league over the week because of Dylan Cruz and Jack whatever his name is at Florida. Florida. That's basically Shohei Otani right now because he's doing it on the mound and at the plate. He had six home runs on a weekend. He had six home runs and then started one of the games too on the mound. They went, okay, that's feels feels like he's having a good season. The underrated thing is right now with Ole Miss's pitching is Nick Pogue, that Florida transfer kind of belling on the Rebels and signing a minor league free agent deal after the draft. He would, he would have been a weekend starter and yeah. been a huge cog right now. And sure. that's, Looking back, that's one of the things that has, has hit them. Anyway, we'll turn to basketball. Some interesting stuff, frankly, after the game last night. So we'll talk about that in a minute. First, tell you about G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. If your prescription is the same day each month, and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. They also will transfer your medications. One call, they take care of the rest. So whether it be Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or G&M here in Oxford, that's 662-236-2222. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, 
70 plus TVs, 40 plus ice cold beers on tap. You can also order online at walkons.com or on their convenient walk-ons app. The College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. <clears throat> it's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services, same people. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, South Haven, that area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now at A-Stock.bid. Download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. If you want it, bid it, win it. And we're brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic, multivitamin, and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside the U.S. under the highest standards based out of Mississippi. So if you take diabetes medication, high blood pressure medication, cholesterol medications, uh, you know that they can typically cause some side effects, energy loss, brain fog, that kind of thing. It's due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support, puts those vitamins back into your body, helps with those side effects, makes you more compliant with your meds, keeps you healthier over the long term. It's solutionsrx.com, promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation with baseball back in action. You can show your support for their efforts on the field this season by signing up for the Pledge Per Win and Pledge Per Home Run campaigns. Donations are charged every Monday. They're allocated in your blue priority point total and up to 90% tax deductible. So sign up today by visiting give2athletics.com slash donate or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. Also, remember Morgan Wallen coming to Vaught Hemingway Stadium this April, the same week as Ole Miss and LSU baseball. Big weekend in town that Saturday night, that Sunday night. Tickets available at great prices for both nights. It's cheap as $79, I believe, if I have that correct. So morganwallen.com for either one of those nights. Tickets at Vaught Hemingway Stadium. So let's see. Last night, Ole Miss falls to Texas A&M 69-61. The final, the Rebels really hot early. Um, kind of actually withstood some A&M runs there it, it, multiple times and got it down to four with two minutes to go. Breakfield misses what was a dunk. Missed, missed an open three, yeah. and then they got a stop, and then he missed a dunk. See, they got three or four stops in a row there to just keep giving them chances. Two I mean, shot clock stops. I mean, there were several opportunities to really win a basketball game. Um, yeah. It's what you and I were talking about a minute ago. It's it says a lot in all directions. They're just not good enough because they've played incredibly hard. The stat sheet's not bad. They have repaired or been better at some of their inefficiencies that they had just straight from how they played over the course of the early season. They're not even necessarily unentertaining. They're fine. Yeah. They just don't win because they're not good enough. Um it, they it, don't have enough good players. They got a superstar effort from their superstar last night. Matt Morrell was excellent. Um he was he goes, eight of eleven from three. Yeah, 8 of 11. Went for 26 points, I think. That is correct. 9 of 15 from the field last night. Had a really efficient game. 36 minutes. And even when he's on the court, they're minus 2 on a differential. 
Yeah. Really nobody else registered. James White had nine, if I recall. That is correct. He got hurt there at the NZ, okay? I couldn't tell. Okay. Seven for Burns, seven for Allen. Deshaun Ruffin was back on the bench. I meant to ask about it, but I didn't. When Case did the, hey, we're just getting ready for the tournament. You know, you never know at the tournament. You can get hot and get to the NCAA tournament. What's it's like, I say? guess you got to say that. Yeah, but, what's I mean, it's say? just like that's – that. you just kind of – you're mentally what happens, I think, when they coaches say stuff like that is it, the stuff you intended to sort of ask about, you just sort of check out. Like, you're not going to the tournament. Stop. You know, but I get it. That's, given, he's trying to give them any reason to show up tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Show up. Hey, let's go to Missouri. Let's let's play well. Let's go into Nashville with some momentum. And hey, crazy show them show them the Dennis Felton video and see what yeah. happens. Well, I covered that tournament. That was that was crazy. <laughs> I still can't believe it. Um, but yeah, they play hard. Um, the story afterwards. Yeah, this up, is what's interesting. Ended up being Buzz Williams came in. We got Win Case came in and he talked for a few minutes and it was fine. And then I guess we were waiting on a player. I almost went home last night because I, I was sitting there in the second half and I thought, what am, why am I, what am I here? I'm not writing about this game, right? This game is, is inconsequential. I was kind of working on a column and the column was kind of done. And I asked myself, why are you here? And I thought, you know, Buzz might come talk. Buzz Williams, the Texas A&M coach. Full disclosure, I'm a big Buzz Williams fan. He's usually a pretty good interview. He'll go in-depth on answers. He's one of those guys that if you ask an intelligent question, even if you stumble through it like I sort of did, you will get a really good answer, a thoughtful answer, a frank answer, and I wanted to ask Buzz about the Ole Miss job, not whether he would be a candidate because, duh. Although there was a day where I think he would have been a candidate and what a hire that would have been. But um, sure enough, he came in and Chris Burrow was stringing for the Associated Press. And I knew that Chris needed to get a couple of quotes for his story, which was about A&M getting a big win and NCAA and uh, setting up this showdown with Alabama on Saturday in College Station. If Alabama were to lose to Auburn tonight, it Quick would be... Quick mechanics of that. If there's a top 25 team involved, the AP staffs it and writes from that angle. Right. And Chris hates Ole Miss. I mean, let's, let's get that of out. Of course. Um, no, but yeah. So... Oh, and I failed. I didn't even put number whatever Texas A&M in my story. It, it doesn't, it doesn't okay. matter. It's fine. Um, I'm sure rivals will scold me later today. Um so I asked Buzz after that. I let Chris get his questions in. And I just kind of said, hey, you've been in this league. You've been in this building. You know, he came as Virginia Tech's coach and played at Ole Miss. I said, you've been in this building before when it was going. You've, you've, you've been in the league for a little while. Um, what are your thoughts on the Ole Miss job? I mean, how, how good of a job is it? How hard of a job is it? Just from your perspective, from what you see as, as a coach in the league. And he looked at me, and he started in his his answer started with, and I thought this was interesting. I thought Buzz said a lot without saying a lot in different spots. He said, "Well, AK did an incredible job here for eleven years, and he did. And he and AK are buddies. 
and I'm sure that's part of it. But AK did do a really good job. When you look at where they are today compared to Andy really never was there except for one year. Then. And then he started talking about Kermit. And he said, Kermit Davis, inside the lines, offensively and defensively, was the best coach in the league. Inside the lines. Meaning we're just getting on the chalkboard and let's draw it up. Which, frankly, you hear that from a lot of people. The whole pe- Kermit doesn't know how to coach basketball. That is the stupidest damn thing. If if you cut Kermit Davis, I'm fairly convinced orange leather would come yeah. out before the blood would. Um, and then he started talking about how the sport has changed, athletics have changed, the way you put a roster together has changed, and he talked about how if your offense and your defense are too complex, when you're turning over rosters six seven people a year or more like is what's happening in college athletics that it's too complicated that there's no continuity they can't get it that you've got to be good today to be a great college basketball coach you can't just be great between the lines you got to be great between the lines or he said or or it won't work but you have to be good at the other stuff. And I don't know whether that was his way of saying, and I don't know whether that kind of passed Kermit by. I think that's kind of what he was saying or whether he was just talking in generalities. But then he came back and he said, you know, all jobs are hard because maybe that's the college coach in me. Maybe I'm a coach. Jobs are hard. Coaching's hard. I just thought it was a really good answer. I'm, I'm not doing justice to it right now. I, I was, it was late last night. I will sit down at some point. It probably will be part of 10 Weekend Thoughts, if I'm honest. I'm going to give it some time and what he was trying to say because I think he was trying to say a lot of things. It's a it's a really tough league right now. It's a tough league. You've got different kinds of teams. You've got young teams. You've got veteran teams. You've got talented teams. You've got teams that play stylistically different than other teams. Alabama, for example, is fast, fast, fast. a and is going to slow you down. That's going to be a fun game to watch Saturday because it's two incredibly different styles that are going to try to dictate tempo. If you watched Tennessee and Arkansas last night, you saw Tennessee really took advantage of Arkansas's youth. They frustrated them. They got them to take bad shots. They got them to start sniping at one another a little bit. And then Tennessee, even on a night where they lose to Kai Ziegler, played at this remarkably high level with this veteran team that's been there for a while and played this system. And Barnes recruits at a certain level. He doesn't try to recruit at the very highest level. He tries to recruit just a notch underneath that because you can get those guys and you can make it work and they're big and they're physical. And and it's the league's different. And I think that's what he was trying to get at. And you know, I wrote this last night in a column. It's at rebelgrove.com. I don't have any idea whether it's well-written or not. It was late. I was tired. No excuse, but I'm getting old. But I watched last night, and you and I talked about this a little before we started, and there's a video that I put up during the National Anthem, which is right before the game starts, and that place is empty. It's dead. And I wrote, last night should be, it really should be the all the motivation that Ole Miss needs to swing big here. 
to go for something that just puts a jolt of adrenaline into the program. I don't know that you can sell boring conservative. And when I say that, I don't mean Republican, Democrat, conservative. I mean careful hire right now at Ole Miss with basketball. Really, what you really mean is slow build. Yes. I don't think you can sell a there slow are, build. There are programs out there, Kansas State was highlighted in our message board, that have hired a guy who is very good, very stable, but it's going to take a minute versus, hey, I'm going to go into the portal and do this and slash and burn and be ready in year one. There are two different elements to yeah. hire from that standpoint. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that they have that luxury. They went four and fourteen a year ago. They they will be an underdog in Columbia on Saturday. So let's, for the sake of it, just say let's go by the chalk. Four and fourteen one year, three and fifteen the next. I I mean I I don't. Can you go? Hey, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring in somebody. And we're going to build this thing from the ground up. That's seven and twenty-nine. I mean, I, I, how do you I, how do you justify that? I, I, people, it was eight o'clock on a Tuesday night. The weather was nice. The baseball game was over. Yeah, a couple thoughts on what a you're ranked doing. team was in town that's going to the tournament. I mean, I mean, you, you yeah. If you were if you were a, a bubbly team, if you were a team that was relevant, last night would have been packed in that place. Oh, well, I mean, of course. And it's a couple different things. One on what Buzz said and then one on that. I'm. It's every game until Kermit that had the same environment that I'm bothered by more than last night simply because they fired the coach at this point. And it's it's the ultimate evidence that the season is over. Um, but what Buzz says, too, there's a couple different things to look at that. Is, as somebody said here, that means roster management, which we know that was one of the failures of Kermit's tenure. There's no doubt. That is yeah, the, the failure. The failure. Um, but it's also style of offense to today's game and being able to relate in a way that that works. Because, look, you got to recruit to that. Tony Bennett pulls it off at Virginia. They're cool. They win games. That slow, methodical stuff works. There are places where... Buzz kind of does that. Yeah, you, there's places where you can do that. But it also means Kermit's timeout... Like, that doesn't even mean inside the lines, the way he handles players in the middle of the game, the timeouts, the frustrations. the That's what I used to talk to Mike about all the time, just handling today's generation. Not good, bad, and different, just different. Sure. I mean, it's all those things. Is Kermit knows how to get on the chalkboard and run a defense. He did a really bad job of running a program. There is a difference. He did. And, and then, look, they made evaluation mistakes. They did. They made evaluation mistakes. You look at the bigs that they brought in out of the JUCO, or not JUCO, but the transfer portal. And they went over like on four guys. Mbala got hurt. Akuba hasn't. He's had moments. The 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 kid from Jackson State, McKinnis, has had mm-hmm. a moment or two. But like last night, Ole Miss. What was the points in the paint? It was it was bad. It was thirty. 36 to 14 points in the paint. I mean, that's that's getting smoked. Significant. You know, it just you're not skilled enough down there. You've almost was six of seventeen on layups last night. Whew. Six of seventeen. I just I just think it's you, you can do it differently at Middle Tennessee than you can do it in the SEC. I think we saw Texas that. Texas A&M had 32 layup opportunities last night. 
32. A&M, even when Ole Miss jumped on them, they never panicked. They just kind of chilled, finished out the first half. They led by six at the half. And Ole Miss made that run, and you thought, oh, this is woo, this is weird. And the crowd got into it for a minute. Matt Morrell hit a couple of big shots. But even then, they really buckled down on defense, got a big stop, got a score, settled it down. They played with this level of poise. I watched their bench kind of all night, poised. Everything's calm. They knew they were going to have to create their own energy. They just lost in Starkville. They, they, they knew that this was an important game for them to win. It was going to be difficult to get super geeked up for it. And Ole Miss is playing better. They've played pretty well lately. Ole Miss is, Ole Miss is better than the record shows right now. And Williams knew that. And I think he got his team. They were, they were prepared for the game and all that stuff. But, again, I mean, like we're down to single-digit days on this season. It's going to end as early as a week from tonight in Nashville. I kind of think it ends a week from tomorrow, but whatever. When it ends, like I, I'm fascinated to kind of see what what happens. We all hear the same names, and I don't know about you. I I, I have this nagging feeling that I'm really missing something. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Someone or simply a, a style that is going to be someone in it. Yeah. Either way. I'm always nervous. When, I use certain names when I'm talking to people, but I don't really necessarily mean that name. I just mean that type of candidate. I'm always nervous when I'm covering a coaching search in general, but I'm always nervous when it's the same two or three names and that's the only names because there's this nagging. That's never the only name. There's this nagging thing in the back of my mind that, nope, there's someone else that they're focused on. And I have nothing to support Especially that. Especially on really quiet searches because you're going to go, they don't really care what's out there on those people. Okay. 
Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not where well, the focus sure. is. So now okay. I do have a working theory on beard. And I mentioned this on the message board yesterday. Chris beard would be somewhat of a polarizing hire. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're Ole Miss and you know, you're not hiring Chris beard, you know that that's not something we're doing. Not going to happen. Period. Wouldn't you want to leak that, to get that out, to kill it, to kill this narrative, to kill the debate? Hey, you guys can quit debating about whether we're doing this or not because we're not. Yeah, figure out how. But well, there's plenty of friendly yeah. media that you could leak that to. You I mean, give it a week to let it. I mean, you you could leak it. Truth is, you could leak it to a couple of national guys, and boom, kill it. Well, yeah, Jeff Goodman go, hey, with everything going around him, Chris Beard, just not, as of today, not hireable. Okay. Yeah. Source close to Ole Miss says whatever. Yeah, sure. Boom. Done. Everybody has a conniption to fit about it, and then a day later, it's okay, well, who is it? Yeah. They haven't done that, which tells me, and I could be completely wrong, but it, my working theory is, no, we're we're really vetting this. Yeah. And that's the rumor. The rumor, I say rumor, it's not really rumor. I think it's fact that, that they're really vetting it. But really vetting it doesn't mean you're really doing it. It just yeah. means you're really doing your diligence on it. Yeah. Making sure of what you can know, you do know. Well, because look, even though they might never answer the question, okay, let's, let's say that they hire someone not named Chris Beard. They hire mid-major Joe. Pat Kelsey. For the sake of the conversation. At some point, even though you don't answer it, you're going to get asked, hey, did how far down the road did you go with Chris Beard? Well, we're not going to talk about, did you dig into Chris Beard? We're not going to talk about, well, I'm going to ask you about it because I got to. Because I need to establish that, hey, this got asked. Because if your guy doesn't work out and School X does hire him and it does work out, well, that's part of the story. Whether it should or shouldn't be, we can debate that till we're blue in the face, but it, it is. Mm-hmm. You you chose not to hire a guy that from a coaching standpoint, program building standpoint, recruiting standpoint, fits right in with the Rick Barneses and the uh, Buzz Williamses and the John Calipari's of, of the college basketball world. Yeah, he was the, I mean... In a way that Dusty May or Casey Alexander doesn't today. Yeah, sure. They might one day, but they don't today. He was a top three coach in the Big 12, which was a pretty dang good basketball conference. Yeah, he was top three and arguably top two, depending on your view of Scott Drew. Right. I mean, he's not Bill Self, but who is? Yeah, right, of course. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com. They're headed back to the Delta for the Charcuterie 101 classes. It's going to be at the Travelers Hotel. That's on 3rd Street in Clarksdale. That's Tuesday, March 21st, 6 to 8 o'clock. You can uh, sign up now. Snacks, refreshments included. Remember, you get to uh, take home what you uh, what you come up with with your designs there with the charcuterie. So for more information and to purchase tickets, visit johnsonhillcreamery.com where they make all their cheese locally and in-house every single day at 662-419-9201 or go to their Instagram page, Johnson Hill Creamery. So uh, the BOGO winter sale still going on with Dead Soxie right now. When you buy two sock bundles, you get the second bundle 50% off, or you get a free pair of socks with any single pair you purchase. To get the deal, 
Put any two bundles or any two pairs of socks in your cart and apply the code Rebel Grove. If you've got bundles in there, it'll take 50% off the least expensive bundle. If you've got two pairs of socks in your cart, it will make the least expensive pair free. So head over to deadsoxy.com, stock up on this incredible winter sale, and as always, stay soxy. We are also brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used uh, before or while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a full-service AutoCAD services provider, a full-service fiber-optic cabling solution provider. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions, or large horsepower VFD specialist, ACS has you covered. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Brought to you by Layman's Fine Jewelry, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Whatever you're looking for, from engagement rings to children's jewelry, collectibles, and everything in between, Layman's is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at laymansfinejewelry.com. Or call them at 662-234-2777. Brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Jackson, Mississippi. They have clients in uh, more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis, if uh, you're looking to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories, get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. Let him give you options. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. Just simply give him a call, 901-494-3387, or email him at jedwards at regencytravel.net. And first-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. They have seven different flavors available for you that deliver directly to your door. And then fewer than 10 minutes from freezer to plate. Let them take care of dinner tonight, everything with the New Orleans style barbecue, their newest offering to the signature, the full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter, and the French Quarter Alfredo. They got a spicy option. They have the simple option that you get to season yourself for kids or people with more discerning palates. There with Prime Shrimp. Also, check out their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp. Like, like, what's at the grocery store? It's a higher-quality shrimp from the New Orleans-based company. So use code RG, code RG, five packs or more, and you get 25% off that purchase with code RG at primeshrimp.com. Yeah, I, real, one yeah. real quick thing. Yeah, sure. Because I've, I mean, I've heard this from a handful of people. If you're not hiring Chris Beard because of what happened that night in Austin, I got it. Cool. I understand. If you're not hiring Chris Beard because you're afraid Chris Beard will leave you quickly, you're an idiot. And you, you're not qualified to be searching for coaches. You don't, well, they might leave us. They might not. I remember everybody said Lane Kiffin's going to leave in two years. He's still here. Now he almost left, but he didn't. <laughs> And now you're paying him $9 million a year. I don't really, really where's he going to go? I mean, the Venn diagram is getting smaller by the year. So it's, I mean, we're getting ready to talk about realignment and stuff. The SEC is powerful. 
there are only a finite number of jobs in the SEC. Like there's an actual number. It's not unlimited. So who knows? If you hire whoever you hire, you don't not hire them because, well, someone's going to try to take them away. Okay. That, that's, that's the... That's that's insanity to me. That's like more insane than I, I'm not going to order something because the person next to me just ordered it. I, I almost get that more than I get this. You're, you're not going to hire someone who's eminently qualified for the job. You think they're going to win, you, and you think they're going to win so much that they're going to leave you. Like Chris Beard, if Chris Beard gets the Ole Miss job, for Chris Beard to leave the Ole Miss job for a better job, he's got to do two things. Got to stay out of trouble, and he's got to win. Both of those. Okay. Wouldn't you rather win for two years and then hire somebody else than have two more four and 14s? I mean, I would. We have a little better spot at the table then, too. Hey, programs higher up the pecking order. Yes, let's say Lane Kiffin left today. Lane Kiffin picks up today and leaves to go to Saskatchewan because he has a wild hair. What did Lane Kiffin leave you with? Hey, you can win there. You win at Ole Miss. You win at Ole Miss. You, Hugh Freeze won whatever. Lane Kiffin won 10 games. You can win at Ole Miss. So when you go out recruiting the next guy, whoever that is, you can say, when if he looks at you and goes, well, can you win there? Yeah, you win there. Is it harder than Alabama? Of course. Is it harder than Georgia? Of course. But can you win there? Yes. So if Chris Beard in a hypothetical world came to Ole Miss and Ole Miss went 15-3 and three in the league – and went to the Sweet 16, and he got hired to go to Blue Blood U. Yeah, you go to the next guy, and you go, you can win at Ole Miss. He just did it. Right now, that's the problem, is you have people going, well, can you win there? Mm-hmm. Can you win there? The highest you got, Kermit got an 8 seed. Andy got an 11 seed. Can you win there? I mean, Andy got in the play-in. Can, can you win there? Hire somebody who can stop that question. It would have been the play-in the other year, but they couldn't because you can't put a conference champion in the right. play-in. So hire somebody who can kill that narrative mm-hmm. where the next guy goes, yeah, you can win there. It's hard. you got to be really good. you got to be really efficient. But guess what, Chase? you got to be really efficient Almost and good at Auburn. Yeah. You think Texas A&M's a great basketball job? Does anyone go, hey, I tell you what, man, Texas A&M basketball, woo no. South Carolina went to the Final Four. Yes. Bruce Pearl took Auburn to the Final Four. And Auburn's a good basketball job, but nobody's going to go, Auburn's such a great basketball job that they went a decade without going to the tournament? Because they did. Alabama's a great basketball job? I beg to differ. Yeah, no. It's good. It's fine. People have won there. Mark Godfrey was fine. Wimp Sanderson had a good run there. Yeah. You can win at Alabama, sure. But nobody's putting Alabama in the category with Kansas and Kentucky here. No. So the whole, the whole well, you know, certain jobs or whatever, that's, that's ridiculous. Around the league last night, Tennessee popped Arkansas at Thompson Bowling, 75-57. Tennessee, eight, 11 and 6 in the SEC, 22 and 8 overall. Arkansas now 8 and 9 in the SEC. That's fine. They have they addressed that. Zakai Ziegler? I have not seen anything. It looked ACL. Did it, it really? It looked bad, yeah. Florida wins in Athens in a game that had no relevance whatsoever, 77-67 at Stegman last night. And then you and I both loved South Carolina getting 17, and that would have been an easy cash last night. Mississippi State 74-68 over the uh, the Gamecocks last night. South Carolina loses by six. 
there at uh, Humphrey Coliseum. That was free yeah. money. Yeah, Jackson goes for 22 last night for South Carolina. Moore goes for 20 for the Bulldogs. So, yeah, that's your uh, that's your rundown there. Tonight on Wednesday, Auburn's at Alabama tonight. Vanderbilt's at Kentucky and Missouri at LSU to close out the midweek. That's what you're looking at. Uh, you looking for it now? See if you said anything. Uh, yeah, they're 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 waiting to do a scan or whatever, but it was obviously bad. Well, that's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's a big part of what they do. He was in a lot of pain when he went down. It was no contact. So oh, it was no contact. Yeah, seventeen oh six left in the first half. I had that game up on my computer because I was watching it, and he went down in a lot of pain. He could put no weight on his left leg leaving. So Yeah. <clears throat> I had the uh Florida State thing up and I was trying to find it again. So give me a second. Um Essentially, we talked about it a lot yesterday, and I don't know that I'm necessarily have a ton extra. I read through all the stuff, but it was, we said Florida State he, he goes to their board of regents or board of trustees meeting, the athletics director, president's there, everybody, and basically just lays down the gauntlet and says, we're at least $30 million behind. We're probably more than that. We're better than a lot of these schlubs we're in this conference with. So what do we do about it? That was essentially the sentence or two that he uh, said in about 45 minutes worth of conversation. What happened, basically? You, also, you can, if, you, if you search SI for Florida State's SI site, you can watch the entire meeting if you would like to actually see him do this in person. But What basically happened, Chase, was the hypothetical hand-raised guy that we've talked about for a year now. He entered the room. He ended up being the, eight the athletics, athletics director, director in a big meeting in front of everybody and said, here's my hand up. I'm going to talk for a minute. Y'all need to listen. He's wanting revenue sharing that is not going to happen. Um, He's wanting out. Well, that's a good point, yes. Because he even admits, even in my model for revenue sharing, which no one's going to agree to, it's still not enough. I still can't get the numbers necessary at that point. He wants what everyone else wants, which is either to get into the Big Ten or to get into the SEC. And he wants to bring Clemson with him. And what's interesting is... The Big 12 is sitting over there going, hey, out of, out of curiosity, what would our deal look like if you came here? Because we might do some revenue sharing for you. We might give you a little sweeter gig up front. Yeah, hey, hey, Mouse or Fox. Yeah. We got Clemson and Florida State. What do you think? Well, and that's where the Mouse goes, all right, you know, we have this ACC deal, but it's becoming a problem. What about if we put them in the in the SEC? And when Florida goes, man, this pisses me off. You do you like eighty million a year? You do? Okay, cool. I, I don't know where it's going, but it's going somewhere. The ACC is not. It's not going to make it to the end of of the the twenty thirty six season or whatnot. It's, it's Chase. It's just not any more than the Pac twelve is going to survive all this with streaming on Amazon or whatever. I mean, it's just not going to work. He did a bunch of numbers with Clemson involved, too. He said Clemson and Florida State make up 24% of the overall money that goes into the league, but they only get 14% back out. That's his argument. He goes in with Clemson for a lot of the stuff that he's talking about because those are the two teams that actually put a lot of TVs because Florida State games last year had an average viewing viewership of 70% more than the average ACC game. It's kind of where he was with that. Um 
They also don't have a grant of rights expiring until 2036. Yes. A couple – I'll touch Kyle's real quick, and then I want to get to Austin's because Austin's is, is topical. Kyle asked, do you think Oates will be at Alabama in three years, whatever? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm, probably. He's, he's kind of getting what he wants, and this Brandon Miller thing has hurt him a little bit. Yeah. Um, Austin says, do you think the ACC survives in its current state by 2025? 2025. Two years. We'll call it first week of football season 2025 just for – I don't. You think two years? I do. I, I I think something is announced, but it's not actually done. Fair enough. By then. I just don't think that the Florida State athletic director – I don't know him. Florida State right now, if they max out their revenue distribution, is getting $42 million a year. So what they do is they say, look at Florida, look at Georgia, look at Auburn. And it's not even today's numbers. They point out that the SEC and the Big Ten are around $80 million right now, but they know it's only going to go up. Their yeah. actual bigger problem is we have no flexibility even inside to go up, whereas it's 30 to $40 million today, but it's going to be like 50 in three years if we're not doing something. I, don't, I guess what I was saying was I don't think he got up that morning – and as he was pouring his coffee, he said, you know what? Today's the day that I'm going to drop this bomb. I have to believe that that was discussed. Hey, I'm going to talk about this because we've got to start laying the groundwork. Hey, Clemson, we're having a meeting today, and I'm going to mention you. I just wanted you to know. Mm, of course. He called whoever's over there. Yeah. I mean, we try to kick your ass on the Saturday we play, but let's face it. We're kind of teams, right? We're kind of partners right now. Y'all, y'all good? And someone at Clemson said, yeah, someone's got to take the – First shot. This kind of feels like um, Carson's been in American history. This kind of feels like, you know, Concord and Lexington a little bit here. These are the first shots. Firing on Sumter here a little bit. A little bit. Hey, this is probably going to escalate. This one moment in a vacuum is just a attack on a fort, but. The reality is this is the beginning of something significant. Barring a contractual change, it's $120 million to leave the ACC. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can do some math. So we're there's a $40 million gap. It would take ten five years. to six years. Yeah. It's $400 million. 400 is more than 120 I think you call Texas and Oklahoma and you say, how'd you kind of do what you did? How did you ultimately, what did you, what did you negotiate down? And at least in this meeting, he was open to going damn near anywhere that would pay them more money. He says, if the big 12 was to get some teams from the pack, that's going to open up some windows. If the big 10 goes and gets some other teams from the pack, they're left out. You're going to open up some other media windows where we can go and have that type of brand showing. Yeah. And he used the keyword brand. What you can't afford to do at a place like Florida State or Clemson is have a decade-long deal where you are playing in an inferior brand, where you're not associated with the big brands. And right now, there's going to be these two massive brands. And then the Big 12 is kind of positioning itself to have a pretty good brand. Big 12 is not going to be bad. ACC is going to be on pace with like the American. Well, there are only so many consumer eyeballs that are out there he closes the meeting with the end of the day for florida state to compete nationally something has to change moving forward and he sets down say that again 
at the end of the day, for Florida State to compete nationally, something has to change. Yeah, that's that's a profound statement. Think about how guarded. We've covered Ross Bjork. We've covered Keith Carter, both nice people. But when they speak publicly, they're kind of guarded with their words. He knew cameras were rolling. Oh, yeah. He knew this was going that was that was a profound statement. That was Hey, heads up, guys. The British are coming. <laughs> He's Paul Revere right now. We're we're yeah, this is we're flashing the lights at the church. We're getting ready to roll. Yeah, they're leaving. They they they're out. They're basically telling the rest of the ACC, y'all all know there's a path here. We're all facing the same things. Maybe we're not going to the same places, but we can all help each other one last time. Or we can hang on to this bullshit of, well, the whole world's riveted to our tournament in Greensboro first weekend of March. And that's their problem. And there was a time when the world stopped to watch the ACC basketball tournament. And it's still a cool tournament. I'd like to go. It's good. But TV people are like, that's just one. This is about so much more and from a competitive standpoint you're going to go to this 12 team tournament in one year we're we're going to have one more year of the old and then we're going to this 12 team tournament where if you're the acc and you're for lack of a better word our rpi is so down you're only going to get one team in is there a chance I'm going to go to break and I'll come back. Let's just think about this for a second because we haven't talked about this at all. But, you know, you mentioned – we mentioned Oregon State. We mentioned teams that are just kind of screwed right now uh-huh. and have nowhere to go. Do we have some national landscape deal where those teams get together and have their own conference? I mean, do you have a world where Oregon State and NC State are in the same conference? If they're smart. Because they're it's good enough. Frankly, when you put them all together, it's as good as the Big 12 I mean, for the if, most part. If they're smart. You go call like the 10 of you and go, hey, look, we're all kind of screwed here, but together we're, we don't suck. We're okay. We're what all right. You, what you have to decide at that point is can you get a streaming platform that's yeah, good sure. enough to put enough money in your pocket to where you can say, okay, we're. And it can't be streaming. There's not money there. I know. It's just not. I mean, you see what Apple's doing with Pac-12. It just it, it just isn't there at I know. all. So. Podcast brought to you in part by NE Spark. Northeast Spark service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. That's the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, as well as parts of Union and Pontotoc counties, 662-238-3159. I'll have a mailbag up later today. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, and you can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. If you're looking for a job, they can help you, but if your company is looking to hire uh, quality, hard-to-find talent, Service specialists can help you as well. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send to you. So you've got nothing to lose. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward. Chase after a better version of yourself. 
Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call the Corinth Dental today. Get a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing is available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings, uh, from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. There's a lot going on there. Great place for events, um, get-togethers, reunions, whatnot. So get in touch with the people at Southern Traditions on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. So a few things, and a little bit this is kind of teasing for tomorrow as much as anything. I want to ask Jeffrey some of this. But uh, if you're into the NBA, the Athletic, with a really, really cool story this morning on talking about how many contenders are actually left for the NBA title, um, John Hollinger, he analyzed the last 43 NBA champions, the traits that they all shared and mm-hmm. where teams at this point of the season are. Only spit out three teams that fit oh. the majority of those traits, which was really interesting. Um, Boston. That's correct. Milwaukee. That is correct. Two from the east, which is what's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess the other one that he put out is Denver, but I think it should be Memphis. Denver is the other team he put out. Okay. And, again, I haven't read the story to see what negated the other teams. I'm sure he tells us. Yeah. Um, the only one that they mention in this is that Philadelphia, 42 of the last 43 champs, reached a win total that they cannot hit. Okay was the reasoning that they they were left out. So um, Yeah, I don't think Philadelphia is as good as Boston and Milwaukee. I think Boston and Milwaukee is the series that we're going to get in the East that's going to be a lot of fun. And then the statistical weird one is Sacramento, which he didn't include, but actually hits a lot of the markers that technically have been inside the champions. They're good. So that's they're number three in the West right now. Oh, no, they're good. I mean, I yeah. watched them play the Thunder um, the other night. And then uh, last week, we didn't really talk about this because the schedule was weird. We had a lot of other stuff going on, including the basketball stuff. But uh, there was a story that Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson had tried to get the GM and Pete Carroll fired at one point while uh, while in Seattle. Wilson refused to comment for the story, tweeted denial. Carroll, though, yesterday spoke at the Combine. Did you see his quote? Um, I saw that he spoke. I have not had a chance to read it. Didn't necessarily deny it. He says, uh, I'm always going to hang with current and former players, and I'm never going to leave them. I'm going to be there at the end of all the good stuff, all the bad stuff. It doesn't matter who the guy is, regardless of what's happened or taking place or the things that have been said at all. If you hang with them, it all comes back around. I like to demonstrate that faith in the relationship and the depth of what we did together and hang through what growth challenges bring us along the way. Okay. That was his response to basically, did your quarterback try to get you fired? Yes. That was not a denial. No. That was an affirmative. Yeah, of course. It's well done, by the way. That was, so, that's very good. If that was on the cuff, that's pretty good. Really good. <laughs> Everybody says he's very smart. There you go. Well, sometimes you can say a lot of things without saying it. Did I bring a – if we talked about this, because, again, we do tons of podcasts. Did I mention a couple weeks ago that in one of the books I'm reading, they went, they analyzed the hell out of Pete Carroll's Super Bowl decision when he threw the ball on 
no. whatever. And statistically, it was by far the right decision. No, um, we have not talked yeah, about Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm reading a book talking about decision-making, and it was went very in-depth about Pete Carroll's decision. And basically how we rate too many decisions, good or bad, by outcome instead yes. of process. Yes. And Nick Saban. Yes, exactly. And that technically he made an incredibly smart decision that simply had a very negative outcome. So, anyway. Yeah. Just because the outcome goes bad doesn't mean it was the wrong decision. Yeah. It's also the phenomenon. And somebody goes, hey, talk about the best decisions you ever made. We talk about the best outcomes we had, not sure. where we really delved into a smart decision that simply sure. did not do whatever. Well, it like, was. I've got a question in the mailbag this morning that I haven't finished yet. And it's one that made me think. It was like, hey, when you started MPW Digital, what was the grand plan? I was like, well, there really wasn't one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the true answer is, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We just started doing it. Jeffrey was like, you guys really need to step it up. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. I don't know how. And he goes, well, I'll do it. And he did it. And so he's like, come to our, come to my place every yeah. day and we'll do it from there. And then he left and I was like, okay, well now what? And then the pandemic hit and I thought there might not be football season and what are we going to do? And, and you start expanding and you try different things and where's it going? Hell, I don't know. I mean, like it's it, the question was really, it's a long question. It was a good question. It was like, you know, do you, are you trying to make it where it's not just sports? And you're like, well, yeah, because there's more to life than sports. And the truth is, as I get older, I'm interested in things that aren't sports more than I normally would have been. And, Yet at the same time, my audience is what it is, and I don't know that you can really grow it. Maybe you can. I don't really know how. There's a lot there. But, yeah, decisions are not always made in some organized, linear fashion. I mean, it started with a 20-minute show once a week on a really crappy production network thing over bad internet. Like, that's yeah. how it started. Um, I mean, I missed radio. Yeah, that's what started it. I missed, I missed the radio. I I never missed a newspaper day in my life. I thought I would, but I didn't. I missed the radio and never thought that I would. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm as casual as casual can be, but I've spent almost 20 years now, kind of being a pseudo Chicago Blackhawks fan. Patrick Kane leaving was interesting yesterday. Like I, that, that's somebody you've been around for a while. Um, over 15 years in organization. Talking about three Stanley Cups. Um, some hundred point seasons, a lot of stuff there. Really, just the face along with Jonathan Tays, and it was time for them to turn the page. Though. Yeah. yeah, well, they were they're bad. They're they're really really bad. They need to get worse so that they can get. He's better. got a little bit of juice left. He helps the Rangers. Mm -hmm. He wanted to go. Yeah, it was time. I mean, he's probably the best Chicago Blackhawk of all time, and that's a yeah, probably so. And that's a that's a list. So I don't know. Just I know tons of people weren't into hockey or whatever, but I paid attention to that story yesterday more than I kind of expected that I would. As it was, yeah. as it was playing out. Do the Rangers play in Chicago? Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. You should see right? what that response is like. It would be good. A Blackhawks game in Chicago is one of the coolest things I've ever been to. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Um, I mean, it was a lot of fun. The rest of their season, let's see, do they play the Blackhawks? Being as fast as possible, guys. April. 
The NHL season basically mirrors no. the NBA season. No. No. No trip to Chicago. Oh. So it's. Yeah. Next year. Next year. Wherever he's at next year. Because I, I didn't look at the contract or the deal or anything that was going on at that point. But. Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of went. Mm, okay. Um, Last thing. We'll move on with this probably tomorrow too. The pros are really struggling with this clock in baseball. I know. I watched. It's really frustrating them. I have watched. Uh, I mean, Drew Smiley yesterday frustrated. Like it's, it's. Yeah, I was watching that game. The Cubs and Brewers were playing, and they did it to the Brewers too a couple of times. Like, and you can tell the umps are like, "We've been told we have to do this." And he comes out and he's like, "Top, top," and it, it's going out. But I will say this: it's going quickly. I was in here yesterday afternoon, and I was. I can't remember what the hell I was even working on. Oh, I was working on my mailbag a little bit. I was kind of doing some stuff. And I looked up, and the Cubs Brewers were in the seventh inning. That game, hour and 20 minutes in, was like in the seventh inning. They're flying. It's Honestly, I think it's too fast. I know I'm in the minority. I don't think you're allowing baseball to breathe the way it needs to breathe. I think I agree with you. I think it's so hyper that we've got to. It needs to be a little. I understand quickening it, but but I kind of wonder. Like, like you and I've talked about this before, and I realize baseball we're doing this because of TV. But like, I love, for example, like I, I can go to Wrigley by myself and sit wherever and get a beer, and I'll go b- buy a bag of peanuts, and there's something just kind of chill about it, right? I don't think about, hey, it's been three hours. I need to get out of here. No. I'm just kind of chill. It's relaxing to me. And I look up now and you're like, do you even have time to relax? You don't even have time to like grab the peanut and split it. I mean, you're the pitch. Get the ball back. Pitch. I don't really think that's what it's supposed to be. No, it, it's too fast. Because, you know, everybody goes, hey, back in the 70s or whatever, well, okay, those games were faster. They also had fewer time between innings. Like, there's lots of other reasons why games yeah. were fast back then. It was less marketing. Like, it just wasn't the same in-stadium experience in a lot of ways. Um, and then people threw more strikes and all that kind of stuff. You had fewer power arms, strikeouts, and all that, whatever. But, I mean, it wasn't, hey, it was the speed of the Well, they pitch. didn't have the analytics. They were a lot of pitch to contact. And yeah, It was yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, we're moving the baseball, and we're doing all that stuff. But, I mean, look, in college baseball – Yesterday, that was a really slow-played baseball game between Ole Miss and La Tech yesterday as far as just sort of what was going on, some walks, some weird innings, runners yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Two hours, 55 minutes. Is that right? 255 yesterday with a bottom of the ninth. That thing was 245 with Ole Miss well, winning I watched game. the middle innings. I couldn't watch the beginning, and I couldn't watch the end because Carson's banquet was starting. Um, But I watched – yeah, you, now that you say that, I watched for about an hour and I you saw got three innings. I saw a good three and maybe four innings. Yeah, it has changed me when I'm writing ahead. I used to start writing if Ole Miss was going to lose in like the top bottom of the eighth, and I started writing in the seventh last night. Yeah, because it just goes faster. And I said, okay, if I'm I'm going to use a lead that it might end up being my fourth paragraph, but I don't have to throw it away. Nobody gives a shit, but I don't have to throw it away right. completely, and I can kind of whatever, but. Yeah, I was already sort of moving in that direction. Um, That's the part about pe- people are like, the part of our jobs that they don't understand is we watch games in a totally different way. Like I was watching that basketball game last night, and I'm like, what am I doing? You're not writing about this. 
what are you going to write about? I mean, that's the conversation yeah. I'm having with myself. And I had I had the Tennessee game on my computer, and I'm like, you're going to need to turn that off. That's a distraction. You've got to figure you got to start writing something. And so I started writing about the stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Well, because like it's even you know, hey, we're trying to get out of there too. Because like somebody behind me and like almost was coming at the bottom of the night, and they looked down and said, Chase, zero or two, right? And I'm like, yes, zero or two, not one run. Zero or two. Yes. Win it right here, lose it right here, and let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Kemp can hit a home run. That's great. Two runs. We'll 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 do that story, but let's go. Yeah, literally as Breakfield was taking that three, I'm like, oh God, they're gonna cut it to one and this thing's gonna go to overtime. We don't need overtime. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Uh, a lot of stuff, Jeffrey tomorrow. We'll talk to him. Um rebelgrove.com in the meantime anything coaching search wise we'll get that to you there and then as of right now pending weather Ole Miss and Louisiana Tech three o'clock today again Jordan Vera on the mound for uh for the Rebels the freshman making his first career start so uh for now I'm Chase we'll talk to you again tomorrow everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.